1: Into the Divas Dish podcast. I am Cherie Taylor. And you'll notice over here beside me, that is not my usual diva, but it is one of my most favorite. Yeah, I'm with idiot, stupid, whichever way you're pointing, always pointing at this guy, one of my favorite people that works in our building. I love you. I miss you. I am so glad you're on the podcast with me. Everybody, Diesel from the planet, who I used to be an office mate with, and they busted us up and made us all respectable and all that stuff. And they
2: said there were too many weird noises coming out of our, uh, out of our office and we weren't allowed to have a room together anymore.
1: The odd thing is that never happened when I was in there with you. It was usually when you were by yourself.
2: (laughs) Why didn't they make those? I'm with stupid t-shirts with arrows that just point everywhere.
1: Exactly. Everybody's stupid, but me, but me, I'm just saying, you know, you shared an office with me for like four or five years. So you understand.
2: (laughs) It was a blast. I shared it all. It's a lot quieter. I get a lot more work done. I can promise you that.
1: We had so much fun. We have so many outtake videos that, you know, we were talking about off air that, you know, would offend people. I think those need to go up because content is king and that is good content, my friend. Yeah,
2: it's true. You know, they say the best conversations, are the ones that you have off the air and just getting set up set up for this video, you sexually harassed me like four times. And I'm like, <laughs> <"No.">
1: <laughs> you wanted me to, it was all willpower. It's like, I can't get my mic adjusted. Hey, check this out. <laughs>
2: Did you see that Tiger Woods ex-girlfriend wants to get out of their relationship NDA? Probably so that she can share her story, go on the oh. talk shows, write a book, make some money off of it. So she's she's intimating, but not actually accusing him of sexual assaults because it, that would nullify their NDA.
1: Exactly. I saw that and I'm like, oh, she wants out of this sucker. Yeah. And she's just thinking, cha-ching, go back to what I just said. Content well, is king, my friend. Well, and here's the thing. Here's the thing. I always joke and say anything one of my ex boyfriends has done, or somebody in, at in and out of my life has ever done. I'm like, I'm just going to write that down, and that's going on the keynote part of my TED talk. So she is working on a TED talk, my friend, and then some. She is ready. Well, She's got stories.
2: Trust me.
1: I can imagine, okay, first of all, it's Tiger Woods, you don't go in blind, you don't go in blind to dating Tiger Woods and go, oh, he's a changed guy, he's a good guy, he was misunderstood, then she's like, yeah, I'm sorry, that's what every woman when they're young, dumb, and impressionable falls for, oh, he's been through some hard times, but he's a changed guy. There's still some of that undercurrent of that from a lot of people. I'm just saying it even goes for women. I know you can vouch for that. You're married now, which by the way, congratulations, Ashley. You are doing the Lord's work, Ashley.
2: (laughs) Well, you know, the truth is Tiger Woods is like, you can drag my name through the mud. You can't get me any dirtier than I've been. So say what you want to say. I dare you. I will sue your ass into oblivion. But honestly, what does she have? Like a rusty old Honda Civic? What's he going to get from her that he doesn't already have?
1: Exactly. Exactly. It's just gonna. And here's the thing. She's probably going to push it. And his lawyers are finally going to say, you're going to have to pay her off to shut her up. And she'll be like, okay, I got a paycheck either way. I'm not saying that some women would profit from that, but some women also go in and go, "Hmm, what can I get out of this?
2: Yeah. It's like the women who date Marilyn Manson and then are surprised that he's weird in bed.
1: (laughs) I'm like, first of all, what tipped you off? The leather boostier, the whole vibe of his music come on it's not like he's over there singing rainbow connection just saying yeah anyway so wow we don't even need topics i think we're going in a great direction <laughs> here it's just like like you said the best stuff happens off air which is why i stream of consciousness oh my gosh this is what it was like every day working in the office with diesel we had all these great conversations and people would walk in and like what are you talking about i'm like We can't tell you we've been pulled into HR way too many times. We We never got anything
2: done. This is an absolute true story. How many times did I annoy you to death? Say, Cherie, turn around, look at this. Cherie, turn around, look at this. And you would do the same thing to me. We would never get anything done.
1: Exactly. And then it would just go like the choo-choo train would jump the track. And then we would end up, I don't know, somewhere out on the Orient Express, having fun, talking about this, laughing our butts off. And they were like, oh yeah, we've got real shifts to do. The yeah, it's kind of like when you have to leave or move out of a school and you leave your best friend, you're like, I'll see you later. Play date's over. So God bless America. God bless podcast. God bless video conferencing. So we can be in the same place at the same time because I've actually got to come into the studio, but you've actually got a doctor's appointment before you come into the studio. So we're just going to miss each other. So I'm like, let's do this by webcam. And then I got you a webcam that I found on an after Christmas sale for 85% off. And that should have told me something. It is super clear. It's but vroom. the problem is it's right on your forehead.
2: Yeah. I can you can see you can see all the little blemishes, all the little hairs that I miss shaving, everything. It's just right here.
1: And then you tried to readjust it and said, is this better? And all I saw was that your studio at home is cold. Mm-hmm. Let's just leave it at that. So, Diesel, let's talk about our topics. I sent you three great topics to talk about because we always cover three here on the Divas Dish Podcast. Ooh, I will let you choose, and we can take it in any direction, my friend.
2: Let's go with uh, Let's go with Fred Savage first.
1: Boy meets world is now boy running for Congress. He's running for the open Senate. Is it Congress or Senate seat? You're looking at me. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) way our conversation goes we're like oh my god we're gonna talk about this okay well he is running let's just say he is running for an open seat in california he said he wants to bring dignity and honor back to politics and i'm just wondering has he seen hamilton because dignity and honor was never really part of politics Just saying.
2: I I could build a new highway to California with the miles of eye rolling that I'm
1: doing. Your neck is hurting right now, my friend.
2: At least, at least he's a celebrity who's been out of the picture for so long that he's not he's not really even a celebrity anymore, is he? Like he was a child actor. And did you
1: say Fred Savage? Let me just my ADHD just triggered that. Did you say Fred Savage? Did I? I think you may have. It's Um, been Savage. Boy Meets Savage? World, Ben Savage, the younger one.
2: Oh, it's Ben Savage. His yes, younger brother. Yeah, oh. it's the younger.
1: It's it's Mr. Topanga that's running. So my whole thing is he could run, but you know he had all these wonderful altruistic moments and teachable moments that he had on Boy Meets World that you know make great sound bites. But do you know where they all came from? Not from him, my friend. They came from Mr. Feeney. So if he can pull William Daniels out of retirement, who, by the way. Is almost ninety six years old. If he He's could still get that alive, he is still kicking, I didn't still
2: kicking. not know that. Wow. Yes,
1: ninety six years old. So if they could pull William Daniels out of retirement, could you imagine? Like that would be the ticket that I would vote for.
2: Well, it's it's weird that that uh, the actress who plays Topanga, like Topanga herself, is still as weird as it is a sex symbol to my generation, but. It's weird because like I'm going back and sexualizing a young teen.
1: Yeah, but you are. This, are you but I was a young teen
2: me. too. Yeah. It's like when you see a photo of somebody uh, that was taken in the light, the, like the 1920s and you say, wow, that is a gorgeous woman. And you're like, yeah, but she's like 105 now. So or I just said yet, 105 year old is hot.
1: Or worse yet, you're going through your family albums and going, whoa, was who this babe? I totally do her. And then grandma Dude. goes. Honey, that
2: was me. You took it there. Why would you do such a thing? <laughs> yeah. But I just, see, the thing I just is
1: ruined your sex life for a week.
2: <laughs> the thing is, you shouldn't feel weird about that because that's the past. You weren't born yet. Your parents weren't born yet. That's just a person. That's just a person. Yeah, you ended up being related to them 70 years later after they got all, all old and decrepit. But like, but back then, like people were babes too, back then.
1: Oh, totally. Totally. Like my grandpa, I mean, my grandmother gorgeous because I got the cheekbones from her. I got the um, skin coloring and stuff like that. But my curls came from my grandfather. And let me just tell you, he was a fly boy back in the forties <laughs> with this wavy hair. Can you imagine? Yeah. Can you imagine? So it's like, I look back at the pictures and I'm like, yeah, Papa was a babe. He's so a dapper not damn like man. anything sexual or anything like that, but you look back and you appreciate, it. you're like, yeah, Grand knew what she had when she got a hold of that. Mm-hmm. You don't
2: want that fop, damn it! He's a dapper Dan man.
1: <laughs> Nothing wrong with a dapper Dan man. Nothing wrong. Anyway, I love that smile because you knew exactly what I was talking. We could just like just I don't know. We could do whole mental telepathy on this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. I need
2: to rewatch that movie now. It's been a it's been a long time. Oh, brother, where art thou? Such a great one.
1: Great film. The first time I saw that, I was coming back across the Atlantic um, from. London, flying into Reykjavik, flying back into Baltimore. So uh yeah, that's when I got exposed to that film for the first time. Absolutely loved it. It's based on a film that I saw back in Oh Brother Where Art Thou was a film that somebody was creating back in the old age of um, Golden Hollywood. Yeah, And so that's why that's a little nod to that. So, so many yeah, the brothers.
2: we thought you was a toad. That's such a great, it's such a great movie.
1: Which is ultimately based on what? You know, come on, you are very Based smart. on the Odyssey. Yes, yes. Some people are like, what? Can we just talk about how good John Goodman was in that
2: movie? Fantastic. He was so good as the Cyclops in such a, such a a creative way, you know, it's such a simple way, but such a creative way. Just put an eye patch on him. Now he's a Cyclops. He's got one eye. Uh, He was great as the, as the grifter Bible salesman, which was, which was happening at the time. You know, there was a lot of people out there grifting and trying to make money off of desperate people, and uh-huh. you know they they captured that perfectly. He was fantastic in that movie. Uh, Clooney was great in that movie. The Polly little roles were oh, great, maybe. but you ain't bona fide. It's so good.
1: Mm-hmm. And Charles Durning, I think it's one of his last films, wasn't it? I don't know. I think so. I mean, he's classic in anything. You know who I'm talking about, right? You know which. Charles
2: part Durning. I, I've got to look him yes, up. Yes, he played
1: he, he played the um the the politician. Oh <laughs> oh oh yeah yeah yeah
2: yeah 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 yeah. And he yeah, was yeah, also yeah. in Best
1: Little Whorehouse in Texas. He's actually one yeah. of the great character okay. actors. That you say his name and people are like, huh? And then you see him and you're like, oh my yeah. god, I've seen him in everything. Yeah.
2: Yeah, we're we're not one at a time, and we're mass communicating. It's a powerful <laughs> new course.
1: <laughs> sounds, like what we're doing right now. sounds like some of our staff meetings. Sounds like some of our staff meetings. Yeah, it?
2: <laughs> yeah, sounds like something our boss would say. <laughs>
1: So I, if I was in California, I totally would vote for Ben Savage, especially if it is, let me just say it, if it is a Savage slash Daniels ticket, or if it is a Matthews slash Feeney ticket, I'm there because Mr. Feeney had the best advice. Didn't we all want a Mr. Feeney in our life?
2: Yeah, but Leonardo DiCaprio was on that show very briefly in later seasons. Why don't they join up as a team?
1: No, no, no. You are thinking, my friend, of Growing Pains. Leonardo DiCaprio was on Growing Pains. Boy Meets World was about ten years after that. Growing sure? Pains was Alan Thicke, Kirk Cameron, and um, oh gosh, what was her name? Tracy Gold. I love it. You're about to tell me I'm right.
2: Leonardo DiCaprio was on Boy Meets World.
1: He yeah, was? It was. It was late. Oh. They were
2: in. Um, they were in high school. I think it was. It was much later in the show. For How exactly.
1: was DiCaprio on Boy Meets World? I thought it was Growing Pains. DiCaprio wow, was, was on... like a huge, huge movie star by this point.
2: Was he? Am yeah. I wrong? Am I just, okay, I could be wrong here. I don't know. I could be wrong.
1: See, so you're not full on admitting it, but you are wrong.
2: <laughs> okay, well, anyway, doesn't matter.
1: You're married. You've been married for close to a year now. I've got you married brain. You know when you're wrong.
2: You know I've when I've got a married brain. brain. I, you know, I, I admit to being wrong to things that I know I'm not wrong about just to shut her up.
1: Oh, don't say that. Just shut her up. <laughs> Ashley's great. She's amazing. Oh,
2: Look. Uh, She's a actors, saint. Actors getting into politics. I understand, like, California is um, the population is like 90% former actors. So you're bound to get one or two in politics, but like it never works. It, it always feels like such a desperate ploy just to get votes because people know who you are because they're familiar with you. Look, I, I don't know if Ben Savage is a savvy, get it, uh, is a savvy politician. I don't know if he's a savage politician, but uh, look, it just, it just seems desperate. It seems like I, I wouldn't vote for that guy. I would n- I would never vote for an actor. Get out of here.
1: So if you were able to vote in the 80s, you wouldn't have voted for Reagan or -hmm. or Sonny Bono.
2: No, definitely not Sonny Bono. That guy sucks. Well, music was terrible. R.I.P. Sonny. Sonny. Sonny Bono.
1: So, okay, we're moving on from actors in politics and the fact that Diesel, no, will never go out on the trail campaigning for an actor. You know, I'm an actor. So if I ever run for politics, you would not go out and stump speech for me. Hey,
2: I have one IMDb credit myself. So I I was in a movie with Paige. From the Rise
1: Guys. That's right.
2: Uh, Unfortunately, the movie was never released. Uh, It was a local production and everything was shot. But I Mm -hmm. guess in the editing phase, all that stuff that happens after the filming ends, which is a tremendous amount of stuff. um, We um, I guess they ran out of money. They shut down the project. I'm not sure exactly what happened there, but I. Was uh, I I had met in the movie? I had met Paige on an online dating app at the time when I filmed it. I was probably 29 years old or so. Uh, I met Paige on in a on a date in a coffee shop. Mm-hmm. My character was like, Ugh, I don't I don't want to date her. So uh, as we were on a date, I was making eyes at a woman over her shoulder in the in the restaurant. I kind of like the little nudge, like, hey, you want to you want to go to the bathroom and make out to to that? Oh, girl. that's
1: not a tick. I thought that was your normal nervous tic. No, so we go to
2: the bathroom that. and make out, and I get thrown out because can't do PDAs in a restaurant. So
1: I love it. So you can't do PDAs where people go pee
2: pee. Right, right. It's not a good idea.
1: Not a good idea. Sounds fun at first, but then again, if you've ever done it, it's not fun. I no mean, I've great
2: relationship that. ever started in a bathroom. <laughs> that on a t-shirt.
1: I thought you did have that t-shirt. Isn't that what I like (laughs) hand knitted you on a sweater once?
2: If you, if you would, I would wear it.
1: I know you would. I know you would. All right. Moving on from actors and politics. And by the way, kudos on your one IMDb credit. And I'm impressed because I was about to say, I was about to say that I didn't realize you got IMDb credits for those kind of movies.
2: (laughs) Speaking of of stitching onto sweaters, did you watch Saturday Night Live with uh, Travis Kelsey, uh, who who won a Super Bowl with the Kansas City Chiefs? He hosted Saturday Night Live this past week, and he was wearing this sweater that I swore up and down, swore up and down to Ashley. That says incel on it. She goes, no, it's the fashion brand Celine. I'd never heard of it.
1: (laughs) I did not watch that because uh, I was otherwise engaged this past Saturday uh because not like that. Oh. Well, no, not this past Saturday. <laughs>
2: not that you're willing to admit.
1: Not that Not that I can't. It's not like that. No, my kids were here this weekend. And so like I had full on mom weekend and stuff like that. But yeah, so... Um... I'm even sending both kids to their dad and my dog to my mom's house so I can have a full on, not responsible for another living soul
2: week. What are you going to do with your time? What do you, what does Cherie do in her deepest, darkest moments?
0: Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three, Friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com/slash Taylor. Tay in the UK it's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest.
1: Well, I'm seeing someone That's and he a planned a fantastic little fun, I guess, day, weekend kind of staycation thing, vineyard dinner, oh, chilling little, out all night. Little That's- 50
2: Shades of Reaction. <laughs>
1: We will see. You'll be on the next podcast because Elise will be hyperventilating. You know, Elise, if you push it too far, she starts hyperventilating and goes, my grandmother listens to this podcast. You can't say that. You missed it. Two podcasts ago, we were asked if we wanted to do product reviews of adult toys. Elise goes, absolutely not. You would have been like, I'm on it.
2: So here's how you do that. You draw a, you draw a big circle on the on the sidewalk with chalk and then you put two of, you know, the battery powered, you know, what's on the ground, turn them on and let them race to see which one gets out of the circle fastest.
1: Ooh, that's how you know which one's the best, right? I'm going to forward that to you. And okay. you know what? I'll come on your little video and your little smasher trash. And we can tell you which adult toy is smasher trash yeah. based on the circle
2: to race down the hallway and back.
1: <laughs> okay. So we're moving on from that. So yes, my, um, <clears throat> 50 shades of re weekend. Thanks a lot for saying that. <laughs>
2: Fifty oh, no. Shades of Reekend.
1: Reekend? No, it sounds like I'm stinking, no. like I'm reekend. No. no, 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 no. Re is weekend. So we'll okay. see what happens. We'll see. It'll be a good weekend. I'll bring you back on the podcast so you can tease me more about that. All right. We got to get going because somebody yeah. has a doctor's appointment. Yeah. I mean, is it your is it your annual pap smear? <laughs>
2: yeah. They're just checking my oil, you know? <laughs> Making sure I'm not a court low.
1: You just keep your oil over there, my friend. Okay, <laughs> let's move on from actors, actors, actors in politics. To the diet. Everybody has a diet trend. Everybody says, I'm going to go keto, I'm going paleo, I'm going this, I'm going that, I'm cutting this out, cutting that out. Well, this guy said he's going to eat, he's going to eat McDonald's for a while to lose weight. And he's a former wrestler and he says, by cutting the portions, every meal I have, is going to be from McDonald's, but I'm going to cut the portions and instead of drinking soda or sweet tea, I'm going to drink water. And he's actually down 12 pounds in the first 10 days.
2: I yeah, it's like, the, it's a the whole concept of macros where yeah. your body doesn't care where the carbs come from. It doesn't care where the protein comes from as long as you get the right amount. Now, the problem is when you start packaging it in forms like McDonald's cheeseburgers, uh, your your macros are all over the place because you'll have something that's super high in carbs with no protein or yeah. super high in fat with no carbs. And so it, that's, it, it feels like a fancy way of Cheating the system and getting around all of uh, all of the foods that you don't want to eat, but ultimately to 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 get the amount of calories and the 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 macro portions that you need, you can't eat crap. So uh, it's funny. It's like the opposite of Super Size Me, right? That guy ate nothing but McDonald's for what was it, thirty days? Yeah, nothing but McDonald's for thirty days, and he ended up gaining. Uh, whatever it was, 30, 40 pounds. He started having really bad chest pains because he was just intaking so much fat. So And there was so
1: much I, I, fat on his liver because you, yeah. you put so much in you. And that's another thing. You know, you talk about you have those stories where people have like, you know, this McDonald's cheeseburger looks the same as it did 20 years ago. And it's been stuffed in a wall, which I think that's bull crap <laughs> Because I'm sorry, but who puts a cheeseburger in a wall for 20 years? Well, at I... Point, you're gonna. It's going to just rot or an animal is going to come through your wall and figure it out or something that is there. But you know, it's
2: amazing. You can put a, you can put a cockroach carcass and a McDonald's French fry on the floor of your car for uh, two years, come back and they both look exactly the same. It's incredible.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And that's what I was going to say. It's got the preservatives in it. So yeah. if you are eating that much stuff with preservatives in it, it's eventually going to pickle your body. Think about it like that. It's adding the yeah. I mean, the ugh.
2: dude's doing a whole lot of damage to himself. Um, it, it, it's it's obviously a gimmick. It's a gimmick to get attention. Now, uh, depending on his, you said he was a wrestler. So, are you talking well, about? He's like, fifty six
1: a- now. He's fifty six now. He's okay. a former wrestler.
2: Okay, but he was. Uh, was he a was he a big fat fatty or was he? Like what was his body type before he started
1: this? Dad bod, more dad bod. Dad bod?
2: Than okay. Well, it, good wasn't, luck. it
1: wasn't a Jared thing from Subway, which is a totally okay. different direction you can go in.
2: Yeah. Like, I, I mean, I could maybe maybe see it if he was starting at, you know, 350 pounds and he, he ate McDonald's salads every day for 30 days. And th- that might, you know, that might drop some weight because so few people actually eat vegetables. I talked to my mom. My mom grew up on a farm and mm-hmm. i was talking about our vegetable garden and she goes, i don't eat vegetables I said do you want do you want seed starters for tomatoes and cucumbers and all this stuff she's like i don't eat vegetables like how do you not eat vegetables he goes yeah i just i don't eat them if it's great and they're I don't amazing
1: eat when they come from your backyard because i yeah. grew up my parents always had a garden my grandparents always had a garden and my mom my dad passed you know a year or so ago but my mom still kept up the garden thing so i mean it's yeah. it's to have your own and to know what it's treated with And it's so good for you. But yeah, Yeah. going back, McDonald's doesn't have salads anymore. That's one thing The pandemic, they got rid of their salads and their yogurt, which are like the healthiest things that they had. So now if, if I do, if I'm on a rush or whatever, I will annoy every McDonald's employee because I will go in, I will get what I call either the chicken salad or the burger salad. So basically whatever the sandwich is, extra lettuce, extra tomatoes, no bun, no sauce, And then, yeah, so I doctored up myself and I have, and and I've talked to my doctor about it. She goes, that's perfectly fine. She goes, because you're getting the protein, you're not doing the bread, you're still getting the vegetables and stuff like that. And so that's good for your system. But no, McDonald's, that's one thing they got rid of during the pandemic.
2: They still have the wraps, which is still, you know, basically... They've got, got the salad, breakfast got burrito,
1: but they don't have the wraps. You oh. can always ask them to customize stuff for it, but they custom like when they when I ask them for extra lettuce because normally they'll just throw lettuce all over it. If you say no lettuce, extra lettuce, they charge you fifteen cents more. They charge you fifteen cents more for tomatoes, which is stupid.
2: It's crazy. I I, I have not eaten the McDonald's in uh, unless I absolutely have to. So I, I can't say that I haven't eaten McDonald's in like five years. I've eaten McDonald's one time, uh, about a year ago. It's because it was literally the only option. We'd come off of the river doing some kayaking and it was the only thing that we could find to eat because we needed something. So yeah. I, I don't eat, I, I try so hard not to eat fast food that it just, it blows me away that people try extra hard to eat more fast foods
1: so and make it into a
2: damn bit of sense.
1: If you ever see me walking around with a McDonald's cup, it's because I'm addicted to unsweet tea extra Mm -hmm. ice. So you can get that for like under two bucks and you can sip on that all day because I do have a bad Starbucks habit and I, you, you know how much a Starbucks drink is.
2: What is this McDonald's business model where any, any sweet tea doesn't matter if it's a a four ounce cup or if it's a five gallon bucket, it's a dollar. What is this business model? How does that work for them?
1: Well, it doesn't because they just went up to $1.99 for, like, oh. it's a do- large $1.99, then seventy nine. One day I was like, why is my tea so expensive? And I'm like, first of all, it's the convenience of it. Secondly, um, you might want to put some more ice in that to make me feel like I'm getting more. <laughs> they, like, never fill it up to the top. So, anyway. Well, that's
2: your problem going to McDonald's and expecting quality.
1: I know. I know. But if you're in a rush and you want a tea, you don't have time for someone to make it for you and to misspell your name. You can imagine. Good luck with that. Yeah. Good luck with that. <laughs> okay. Anyway, moving on from the McDonald's conversation, let's move on to one that we saved the best for last. <laughs> My love Myrtle Beach. We both are from the Carolinas. We both worked in the Carolinas. We both North know. North, south, east, west. Whoop. Anyway, let's talk about what's on the eastern seaboard that everybody knows is in the Carolinas. But some people think it's a paradise. Some people like us refer to it as the Dirty Myrtle. Yeah,
2: it's and what
1: is a fun life?
2: I get tetanus.
1: People have written songs about it. Do you know the song Myrtle Beach? Myrtle Beach, Myrtle Beach, Myrtle Beach. Yeah. Airbrush t shirts, want to get there. When I get there,
2: I'm gonna miss the pavilion when I get there. Myrtle beach, Myrtle Beach, Myrtle Beach. Myrtle this Beach as I like th- to call it Gatlinburg by the beach.
1: It is Gatlinburg by the beach. And, and I
2: call Gatlinburg Myrtle Beach in the mountains.
1: Oh, totally, totally. And nothing is more Myrtle Beach than this story I just put out yesterday on our website on magic989.com. Nothing can
2: I tell you more- I can I tell you, I was like Nero. When, when I found out that Gatlinburg caught on fire, I was like, yeah, play that fiddle while it burns. <laughs> I didn't start the fire, but it's always burning since the world's been turning. Exactly. But when that, when that city caught on fire, I was like, yes, this town sucks. It needs some new stuff. It needs new, uh, new hotels, maybe kill a couple of cockroaches with this, with the flames, you know? And like when that town caught on fire, I was like, thank God. Cause it, nothing has happened in Gatlinburg. No new construction, no new hotels, in the last 50 years. So I was happy when, when Gatlinburg caught on fire and believe it or not, I took some heat for that.
1: Uh, You know what? It needed to believe me, believe (laughs) me. I know I've spent my time up there. I'm like, oh, you just, it was also oddly enough on that end of town going up toward the mountain. Yeah. Like where nobody went because they were the old touristy shops. And of course, all that stuff was just stacked on top. Of it. it was going to go down like a tender box. Yeah. And I'm being nice here because I was hired by Pigeon Forge a while back to do a travel blog and a travel series to let people know right after the fire that, sorry, Gatlinburg did burn. We feel horrible about it. But Pigeon Forge is still here. So they paid me to come <laughs> do a travel Pigeon segment. Pigeon Forge is
2: great. It's oh, really
1: gosh. Fun. It's it's nice. It is made for families. It is easy to get around. They have the trolley system. They have Dollywood. They have anything that you could want amusement wise, entertainment wise. So yes, pigeon boards, amazing. But yeah, it's like, oh, you know, we're sorry. Our sister city, our city up the street here caught on fire. We just want to let you know, we didn't catch on fire. We're still here. We're open for business. Come see us.
2: They said as they they hit a gas can and a lighter behind their backs. (laughs)
1: no they're great people I would love to come back and do that for them anytime I love those travel segments are you kidding they put me up in like a 10-person cabin with a hot tub and anything I wanted to do across the city for a whole weekend are you kidding me
2: so that was the original 50 shades of Riri weekend
1: (laughs) Riri had to work that weekend and I had a cameraman there with me wait a minute that's a different (laughs) yeah maybe that's an IMDB credit I don't have
2: do you have
1: Still in the same wavelength. Love it. I'll tell you where you can find that video later. Anyway. And that'll be the last time I do travel segments for them. They're going to be like, we're going to have to burn this cabin down that you stayed in. Just saying.
2: How come only this one part of Pigeon Forge caught on fire? All of Gatlinburg (laughs) burned. And then this one cabin in Pigeon Forge.
1: Just one cabin five years later. Ah. Anyway. So, well, you were talking about the world burning since time's turning. And I remember as a kid, we all referred to it as the dirty Myrtle. And it was not the beach that you go to. It is the beach that you don't take your family to. Some people go family vacations there. But for the most part, you either go there to party, to golf, to party while you're golfing, to forget your golf clubs, do whatever, or just lay out on the beach.
2: It's the beach resort town that you send the West Virginians to so that you Uh, can be alone and have a good time in the nicer beach just up the road.
1: Exactly. Nothing is more Myrtle Beach than this story. The shores of Ireland, beautiful Ireland, walking around the shores, just the waves lapping in. And you're like, oh, look, there's some driftwood. And there's some other things over there covered in barnacles. One thing covered in barnacles was a trash can that escaped Myrtle (laughs) Beach. (laughs) Made it all the way to Ireland. It was like, forget it. You know, the potato famine's over. I'm going back.
2: I'm surprised it didn't have like uh, have a frat boy's lost beer bong attached to it or or some wayward girl's bikini bottom uh, still stuck to it some way. Like that's how these things end up in the ocean. Just some drunk frat boy throws it out there and then drifts all the way. There
1: it goes. And here's the thing. It had barnacles on it because it had obviously been at sea for a while. So it was just bobbing out there and all of a sudden rushed up on the shore And it had a sticker on the side that said property of the city of Myrtle Beach. (laughs) So the guy that found it walking the shore sends this letter over to the parks department in Myrtle Beach and says, I have something that I believe that belongs to you goes in this whole essay here and goes, I hope to hear back from you. Let me just tell you, not only was the fact that the trash can escaped Myrtle Beach, decided to swim across the ocean thousands and thousands of miles, end up in Ireland. The people of Myrtle Beach, they took a while to verify that it was indeed their trash can. They wanted to make sure that the stickers were legit.
2: (laughs) I love this. I love this story so much. You know, it's like, it's like a game of tag. Now all the wings and waves and sands stores have to go there and they can they can move out of Myrtle Beach and all these same crappy stores go over there.
1: Could you imagine them in Ireland? Especially the ones that like you walk through the shark's mouth. You know what I'm talking about. You've been in those. Anyway, my yeah, battery instead of
2: go. instead of wings, it's bloody wings,
1: <laughs> bloody wings. Oh, crap. <laughs>
2: No, crikey, that's not that's not even Irish. Yeah, like I, I love I love that Americans we are we are the best at exporting our culture, and our our culture is trash.
1: So yeah. nothing more Myrtle Beach than that.
2: No, we're just we're just Americans exporting our culture.
1: Exactly, exactly. You know what? <laughs> Instead of us throwing trash into the ocean, trash threw itself in the ocean yeah. in Myrtle Beach and decided I'm just gonna swim for it. I wonder if Oscar the Grouch was in there, you know, just Going, hey man, I want to go Myrtle back to Beach. Ireland. Why don't you
2: throw yourself in next time?
1: Exactly. That's what my oldest son said. So, mom, can we um, can we just cancel Myrtle Beach? I was like, cancel Myrtle Beach. Can we just cut it off and let it fall into the ocean? Because I do have a friend that refers to parts of South Carolina as the cutout state. That wouldn't be so bad just to cut out parts of South Carolina and just let it fall <laughs> in the ocean. I used to get mad at him. I see the logic behind it now. I'm not saying he's right. I'll never admit he's right. But <laughs> I see that logic right now. <laughs>
2: Now we're going to have crappy beach towns just writing their names on trash and throwing it into the ocean just for publicity's sake.
1: Isn't that already something that's like kind of a sport, isn't it? End of the night, what do I do with this trash? Sting wrote
2: a song about that.
1: Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, but yeah, so yeah, nothing more Myrtle Beach than that. Soon there's going to be like, you know, trash can t shirts. It's like, I took a big swim, you know, 3,500 miles. And I got over there. And so here's the thing. You know what they're doing with the trash can now? They're not sending it back. Myrtle Beach didn't say they wanted it back. They've cleaned it up and they're actually using it as a trash can in Ireland. Can you imagine?
2: Reduce, reuse, recycle. You know, Captain Planet was right about something.
1: So it's all the circle of life. In Myrtle Beach, trash took itself to the ocean. And now when you're on the other side of the ocean in Ireland, You can take your trash to the trash receptacle from Myrtle Beach. And everyone's going to be like over there. If they've never come to America, that's going to be their first impression. Oh, maybe we should check out Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. I'm sure it's a lovely place.
2: Come see Ireland's worst tourist attraction.
1: (laughs) On that note, I've got to end the podcast. You've got your lady doctor visit to get (laughs) to. Anyway, thanks for joining us on the podcast. And who's more diva than diesel? I'm just saying.
2: So much fun, Sheree. I love having. I love. uh, I love coming on your show.
1: I love you having you on here too. But I'm serious. We do need to have the divas versus the dudes. We won't tell Elise and Mark what the topics are. We'll just jump on. You and I will plant these topics that we know will make their heads blow up and just watch them go at. Let's do it. Love it. Thanks for joining us for the Divas Dish Podcast. You can find us wherever your podcasts are. Wherever you pick up your podcasts, especially on the Odyssey app. Thanks, Diesel.
2: Odyssey Station